This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680 CJOB. The offense gave us a chance to, um, to win the game. We just didn't score. And then we, uh, and then they become the inconsistencies of some of our players uh, is hurting us. Um, you know, if some of these guys think they're giving us everything in their tank, they're dreaming. Um, so we got a lot of guys in there giving us everything they can, and we just need a few more guys to jump on board. It's not over. We're still in eighth spot, and uh, we're going to find out what we're made of over the next little while. Listen, that's what I, there's, there comes a point where your pride has to take over. How do you reach them? There comes a point where their personal pride has to take over. If someone has to go in there and, and point that out to them, then, uh, then, then there's, there's a big problem right there. So, as I said, we're going to find out what we're made of. We're going to find out what everyone in that room is made of over the next little while. Head coach Rick Bonus after the game pointed comments. Uh, three nothing loss to the San Jose Sharks last night. Um, do you think Jim? Hi, Cam. <laughs> you know when whenever Jim walks into the and of course I get here uh, quite a bit earlier than he does. Just about three minutes before. About three minutes before. I mean, he, <laughs> he, he 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 couldn't sleep last night. He was so excited. Usually when Jim walks in, I look at him and I go, "Well, well, well, well." Today I was really looking forward to saying that to you. Um, and having you walk in. Um, yeah, I walked in, you spun around right away, looked oh, down I the was hall waiting. and said, well, I was waiting. well, <laughs> well. Um, James Reimer makes 41 saves. Jets can't bury their chances. Um, I mean, at this point, how many times have they uh, gotten the best performance from a netminder? Um, you know, the, they got goalied. I mean, it's at the point where that's, I think that stops even being an excuse that this team can use when it comes up to losses, particularly one against the worst team in the league, a team that has, has only beat one, has only won one time in their last 16, uh, 16 games. Um, I was I only won twice over the last 16 games, both of those times against the Winnipeg Jets, the last place in the league, um, San Jose Sharks. So Jim, I, I guess the first thing I have to get is your thoughts on the game and the way that this team is put together currently is it capable right now in, in the way the headset is we're going to get into? It. We got Mark Shifley's comments. We got Dylan DeMello. We're going to hear more from Rick Bonus as well as the show gets along. We're going to really dig into those after 1230. So make sure you stick around for that. Um, but my, my pessimism is at an all time is at an all time low. I mean, I, I, I've never believed in this team little, less than I have this season than I have right now. And I'm not sure that they're capable of pulling this off over their next seven games. Because because I, I, I haven't seen any sort of threads that they're going to say that over these seven games, and I could be totally 100% wrong, and they could come out gangbusters over these last seven games, but I don't see any evidence on the ice that that is what's going to happen for this team. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. Well, uh, look, it, last night was terrible. And when I say terrible, there was five-on-five play that was quite good. Uh, and then the power play was terrible. The egregious turnovers again were terrible and the lack of effort to get them. And then uh, what we're going to talk about at the bottom of the hour is the disconnect between your star center and what some teammates are saying they need to do and what the coach is saying they need to do. Um, But as for the game itself, it wasn't good enough. And 
it's not good enough. And I don't really know what to say, Cam. I've said this week, I've never seen a star center, and there are other players, Wheeler, Ehlers at times, Kyle Connor. Mm -hmm. I've never seen a top six like this struggle when it matters the most with inconsistency and poor play. And I mentioned yesterday there's a couple guys that have good games every every second game or every third game. Um, but as a as a top six unit, uh, Scott Billick was on the show yesterday, on my show yesterday, and he said that they're 22nd in scoring in the National Hockey League. Mm-hmm. I look at that top six and I'm like, that's ridiculous. How is that happening? And then I look at the power play. So um, a lot of people reached out to me yesterday and this morning saying, you jinxed them. You said Mark Scheifele was going to have a good game. I stand. I stand by that. I'm here. Yeah. I and, and anybody who knows me on social media, that's why I get back to so many people. I own my comments, and I'm I'm not right all the time. I am stunned. Mark Shifley didn't perform better last night. And you can you can yell at me all you want, or you can send me stuff and and do things. Um, I am stunned that he didn't come out with his best game of the season last night. And so I I, I don't know. Like I've never it, seen it is, this before, but Jim. It is stunning. Because it is stunning. he got benched in Carolina, and then he had a great game with seven shots on net in Boston. Now, it wasn't he didn't score or anything like that, but that's the kind of game I expected to see from Mark Scheifele last night and others. Blake Wheeler's in there, too. Blake Wheeler has not scored a goal in 21 games, and everybody who listens and follows me and stuff, I appreciate it. I thank you for taking the time. But Blake Wheeler's got to be better. Um, and so it just... That is a gut punch crushing loss. Paul Edmonds said in the post game last night, that's a, or I wrapped up the broadcast, said that's a crushing loss. It is a crushing loss. Mm-hmm. You got shut out by the team with the worst record in the NHL and one that has been one for 14, now two for 15, and they both came against you. And I've been saying this for two to three weeks now pride. Pride has to set in at some point. And I'm very, very shocked that some of these pro athletes on this team don't have the pride to go, I want to perform better and will. Because they they didn't get to this point by going, hey, it works out. No, no, no. They didn't get to this point to go, hey, I hope to make the NHL. And and so I'm I'm not trying to be, I don't know, over-exaggerating or anything. I am stunned Mark Shifley didn't play better last night. That, I'm I'm surprised Blake Wheeler didn't play better last night. That second goal with Mark Shifley was so soft. Turnover on the boards, a completely disengaged attempt to play defense. And we're going to get into this, and, and we're going to really dig people, into it after 1230. I just want to address this quick. A lot of people are going, why are you stunned? Why are you surprised? Because I'll tell you why. Mark Shifley is not a bad NHL player. Mark Shifley is a point-per-game, six seasons-in-a-row player. He's not good defensively, although he has been better at the first three months this year. He's not a good defensive player. Mm -hmm. But he is a star player in this league that puts up a point-per-game. That's why I'm stunned, because that was a game last night that it's gut-check time. Take the movie cliches and everything out of it. You're facing the worst team in the league – when you need a win because everybody chasing you won last You're night. You're starving for points. And to Trevor Kidd described it 
greatly on the post-game show, which, by the way, the post-game show was so riveting, it kept me up till 1.30. I thought I was going to go to bed about 12.15. But Trevor Kidd and Christian O'Malley and Kelly Moore's analysis of the game, and Trevor Kidd specifically saying, to lose the puck like that in your own end through just simple effort and then to simply circle the zone with the player who took it from you and doing nothing more than putting a hand on him, and then it goes in the back of your net. It's unbelievable. It is. It is. And and so we're going to do it's more about the disconnect between the coach and what what he feels and the, some teammates feel, and they do. Um, but look, it, the reason everybody is so upset is because <laughs> – this team is is in a free fall, and it, it shouldn't <laughs> yeah. be. No, it's this it's, is a team the way it's constructed, and if they play just good, or, or could be in a spot, and they'll win some games. That's how good they could be, and it's just I think, and I understand everybody's fever around this, and how upset they are, and how ticked off they are, mm-hmm. and I think that's why. Like, I mean, you played the worst team in the league last night, and they outworked you. At a lot of it. How, how can you have an... And that's a damning statement to a hockey player. That is a damning do you statement. Have, do, you, do you have any when pride? You are, when you are outworked and do you have any pride? The funny thing about that second goal that put the Sharks up 2 nothing or 2 nothing in early in the third period, was that it was exactly what Rick Bonus wants his team to do. Get the puck, shoot it on net, get a deflection, finds its way into the back of the goal. That's exactly what he wants. That's, that's literally what Mark Shifley just... Handed the the sound now we're focusing charge. on Shifley because he's the worst. Right, but where was Kyle Connor right, last night? Where was so. Blake Wheeler? Yeah, where was it's it's a long list, and I, this is something else I wanted to talk about because this is this has been a long going conversation, and it's really heated up as this team gets bad, and it centers around Nick Ehlers and his ice time. And I and I looked into this yesterday. Okay, Ehlers had nineteen shifts in the game, so why is he getting more time? Maybe he does. Maybe he deserves twenty five minutes out there. Ehlers had 19 shifts. Wheeler had 20 shifts. Wheeler only had one more shift than him. 27, Nick Ehlers played 10 seconds more on the power play. Ehlers' shift length was 10 seconds shorter, uh, and, and Ehlers' average t- uh, shift length was 10 seconds shorter than, 20, than, than, than Blake Wheeler's. Ehlers hit the net four times. He missed the net four times and had a shot blocked. He played six minutes and 53 seconds in the third period, eight shifts, and half of his time on the ice was in the third period when the Winnipeg Jets needed a goal. And they didn't get one. So I just wanted to make sure that that was on on the ice. We can continue to have the debate about what's going on with the right wing and why Ehlers should get more ice time and all that sort of thing. That can continue on here. But I just wanted to make sure that everybody, like, it, it's it's not adding up to consistency. Like, it, it just isn't. So I just wanted to make sure that that, that information that, that information came Well, out. and at this point, I, I'll ask the people who ride this Ehlers train so much, um, I hope the coach plays him 25 minutes a night and let's see him win a game. I think the coach yeah. would play him if he could win him a game I, by himself. Is there an overarching conspiracy to keep Nick Ehlers off the ice? The like, whole I just point to this it. is it's not one player. That's the whole problem. This isn't a guy in a slump and everybody else is playing well. But you say we focus on Mark Scheifele and we get into the clips here at 1230. It's going to explain why he's going to get the brunt of this. And when it comes to the game well, up yeah, on Saturday, he's, like – it's it, like there's, he's there's the some best things. player of them all offensively and they can't score a goal. Yeah. They've been shut out three times in the last seven games. And so for people who keep saying, why do Shifley and Wheeler play more than Ehlers and don't give me points per 60 because Ehlers played a minute Oh eight more last year than he did the previous year. And he scored the same rate. Yeah. More ice time does not equate to more points, but if you need a goal on this team, 
which they desperately do, shut out in three of the last seven, there's guys who have point-per-game and more than point-per-game resumes. Nick Ehlers does not. Yeah. And if you think it's because of ice time, fair enough. Play him 25 minutes Friday night against Detroit, and I'll watch the red light go on more. I I just, I don't equate it. The problem is, is they all have to do it together. And they're not. And we're going to get into what's going on right now. Let's take a break. 204-780-6868-204-780-6868. This texture says, I feel like I need to text you guys. We need a support group. Can you start one, please? Well, this is what we do on Jetson Noon. This is the support But it, it's not just one guy. But look, it, who's, it, it, who's leading goal scorer on the team? It isn't, Jim. But but of the bad play, I would argue there's one guy that's worse than the other ones. Yeah. And and the guys were in an And it's an because he can do so time. much more than the others. And He's a center. It's the most important position in the forward core. We're going to get into... All this after 1230. Don't go anywhere. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Hello, Sarah. Hello. Your one minute power play with Sarah McCarthy. And in this city, the only power play that's working right now. (laughs) They didn't take notes from us. I'll tell you, we're not batting one for 31. (laughs) No. Oh, my gosh. Are you guys doing okay with how things are going? Yeah, I'm doing fine. (laughs) Cam's the guy sitting. Cam's the guy sitting in the corner shaking right now. I'm fine. Everything's all right. <laughs> now I'm having a great day. <sighs> yeah. You guys want to get some pizza? <laughs> no, I don't want pizza. I mean, I'm I'm fine. Don't look at me. No, we're good. Okay. Thanks, Sarah. No, it's <laughs> yeah, it's not easy. I'll just say it's that. Not easy. Yeah, I was hoping to go not to easy. a whiteout party for my. Well, that is that is that, that is in oh. that is in question. That is oh, in question. Don't give up, Sarah. I have uh, hope. I hey, have hope. Hey, but. Sarah. Mm-hmm. After we give our opinions, I'm going to open the phones at one fifteen. Yeah. And let our listeners uh, tell us what they think about the Jets. So open phones at one fifteen oh, on the boy. Jim Tolles Show about the Jets. Yeah. Yeah. That'll and be something. So you can either be near the radio or not, Sarah. It's up to you <laughs> for your, your own safety. Sounds good. Thanks Your for the heads up. One minute power play with Sarah McCarthy. All right, let's get into this here. Um, Dylan DeMello, uh, here was his post uh, game comments after the game for nothing defeat uh, to the Hamps of the last place, uh, San Jose Sharks. Uh, here was Dylan DeMello on shots on net. Well, I mean, I think we did a good job of shooting pucks today, and we were maybe a little gun shy last, last few games. And, and through this stretch, bits and parts, you know, because we put 40 up on tonight in shot clock and in score, we can't go back now to start looking for the extra pass. And, and, and those will open up once we continue to shoot and continue to drive the net. You know, could we get a little bit more traffic? Maybe, like, you know, I, I'm not going to pick apart everything. Um, you know, when you don't score, it's defense, it's forwards, it's everybody. So, you know, D can get shots through better. We can create more havoc. Um, you know, we can be playing even faster, maybe creating some odd man rushes um, where the D can join up in the rush. You know, we, we can do, I think, so much in a lot of areas, and, and we will, and, and we'll be all right here. We just got to continue to stay with it. Okay, so relatively what Rick Bonus has been saying over the last little bit, activate the defense, get them going, put the puck on net, get guys in front, and uh, and, and work it. That, I mean, that, that's what he's been saying, and here's Rick Bonus after practice. This one from Monday. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll, we played this earlier, but I, I think it's important to play it again. And this is where this team gets itself in trouble, when we're looking to make that extra play that's there instead of putting on the net. That's why the shot totals are down, the goals four are down, and that's exactly what's wrong. We look for the extra play, and we're trying to pound that out of their heads. That it, it, the, Shots create scrambles. 
bad passes are deflected and now you're defending. So do you want to create an offensive scramble or do you want to chase the game going that way? So yeah, it sounds like DeMello is buying in and and and, and is in on what Rick Bonus is is selling this team right now. Um, Mark Shifley also uh, spoke yesterday after the game, and he says he likes to hold on to the puck below the goal line and go to the slot and wants guys to find him in the slot and thinks that the team needs uh, more ozone time. Yeah, I'm a... You know, I'm a guy that you know my whole career. I, I play a possession game, especially in the ozone. I like to you know hold on the puck and especially below the goal line. Uh, you know, that's kind of where I create my offense, and then you know go to the slot when, you know, when I play with some pretty magical players that can find me in the slot. And um, you know that that that's always been always been my game. And you know, if it's a matter of you know just trying to create more possession time, trying to create more more ozone time and and wear teams down. If it takes you know, 59 minutes, and it takes 59 minutes, but. Um, you know, that's always been my my look at at offenses is is quality over quantity. Mm, well, he continued. I think we could definitely generate some more high quality chances and not just shoot everything. You know, really make teams work, really make teams play in their in their D zone, and and really wear teams down that way. And you know, I don't think it's so much about you know shot quantity; it's about quality. And I think uh, you know if we do that, I think it's going to be you know we're going to create higher qual- higher quality chances. We're going to draw penalties, and then. Um, you know, really put other teams on the heels. So it sounds like that um, from what you're hearing from Dylan DeMello and what Mark Shifley saying is that these guys are on completely two different, different pages. And, and, and as we get into this, and that's obviously a problem at this time of year. Um, and, and I just want to say something there. Mark Shifley says we need to go into the offensive zone and, uh, you know, and, and, and grind the other team down, work them and draw penalties, D- draw penalties. They're one for 31 right now on the power play. They, it took them over four minutes to score on that one pre, a prolonged power play um, against L.A. And it was at the end of it. They're second last in the league since this skit has began. They're at 6.3%. They're at 12.7% right now since over the last two months, starting from January 20th up until now. They're 30th in the league in power play. Draw penalties? They got to draw penalties? I don't, under, I, don't, I don't understand what that even means. And it's, it's, it's to me... And I hear those comments, and I, I, I think you, you think the problem, 55, is that the team is not playing a possession game in the Ozone and drawing penalties and wearing down the team. And, and then you see efforts like you saw on that second goal in the third period. And it, I, I, I question, as I, I have real trouble circling the square there, Jim, as to there being an understanding as to what is actually going wrong in this team, and I'm not sure if it's stubbornness or 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 commitment or in 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 some sort of idea that this is what needs to work. But we got a text message here from from Kellyanne, uh, and she said here two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. As long as the team stays divided, there is no hope of winning. Shifley was talking contrary to what the coach is, and uh, and, and has taken uh, and it has taken the team down since he's been back. That from Kellyanne and. You know, it's I don't I don't know how many games Mark Shifley's missed here, but uh, not not very many, if at all, this year. Um, but I'm 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 struggling to understand what's going on here. Well, what what's what? Why isn't there buy-in? Because it doesn't sound like there's buy-in. Well, there's a clear disconnect, and that was made abundantly evident if you were doubting it last night with those comments. And I, I have a I have a theory. I, I'm not, but we haven't heard from Mark Shifley since he was benched in Carolina. He hasn't spoken to the media other than when Josh Morrissey was speaking. And just so everybody understands, like you request a player to speak. They declined in 
Carolina. Then when they returned home, um, Kyle Connor had his own press time. And, and how it works is guys come into the room. Now, after the games, it's multiple players, and you sort of try to coincide because there's time schedules and everything else. But you try and coincide and coordinate so that um, you do one at a time. On off days, like practice days, where there's not a game, you request a player, they come in, they speak to the media, and then they go, and then the next player comes in. Mark Scheifele came out and spoke to the media while Josh Morrissey was doing his. So most people that were trying to get Josh Morrissey's comments would not leave that scrum, and only two newspaper people got his comments, and he hasn't spoken since. I believe that Rick Bonus said he's speaking tonight mm-hmm. and put him out there. And I believe that this is Rick Bonus, like he did in the Kings game, throwing his hands up in the air. And I believe the eye roll that was caught on camera during his post-game comments when asked about Dylan DeMello saying this about more shots and another player on the team, Mark Scheifele, saying less about more shots or less shots, that's when he rolled his eyes. Yeah. So, look, this, this is a lot of Mark Scheifele criticism, and it's warranted. And, but he's not the only one. This is a team that needs to get more from its top six. And for the past month, we've been having this debate about Ehlers playing time, benching the top six, calling people up from the moose, putting them on, putting different guys on the power play. Um, And I'm sorry, it just doesn't work that way. You're trying to win hockey games. There's only seven left now or eight. Seven games left. Seven games left. You do not go into seven games left and put Morgan Barron and David Gustafson or bring in Axel Janssen-Fialbi and put them on the power play. I'm sorry, you don't. What you do do is you ride your horses, and as of last night when Mark Scheifele was made available, you make them wear it. Here's Mark Scheifele, and this is interesting because this is a contrasting. This is from, this was 113 days ago. I did the math. Back on December 6th, uh, following a 5-2 win over Florida uh, here in Winnipeg. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. That was a, that was a, that was a good win uh, in my books. Um, you know, pretty happy with that one. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, we know, you know, we moved on. We, you know, we were a different team this year uh, than we were last year. And, um, you know, it's been, been exciting for a lot of us. You know, I think you see the rejuvenated you know, faces in this room, you know, you know, Bones has really been on us a lot, you know, each and every day, whether it's a good game or a bad game, he's, he's always looking to help us. And I think it's been, you know, it's been awesome for me. It's been awesome for a lot of us that, you know, we're being challenged or, you know, we're being pushed to, to, to reach our, you know, full potential. And I think that, that, that does a lot for our team. For someone who works so much on that. Yeah, there's Mark Shifley there. So obviously that's, a lot. In, de- that's in December camp. That's, that's early December. Three yeah. months ago. Yeah. It's not that long ago. 113 About Rick days. Rick Bonus challenging, Rick Bonus much better, happier under Rick Bonus oh, than yeah. he ever was. Oh yeah, it's so much um, better. And and so, like I'm sorry, it's it's pride time. Look in the mirror. There's a bunch of guys on the team that you need to look you in joined the us on Jet Set Noon in the summer in August. Yeah, and you were very open and honest, and we really appreciated it. You you spoke, Mark Shifley did about what he said after the end of the season last year about focusing a little bit on himself and and wanting to figure out what's best for him because he wants to win. And then he came on with us in August and with Sarah Lesky from Jet, WinnipegJets.com and said, I, I want to be here. I was very frustrated. I'm, I'll always be frustrated with losing. I want to win, and I'm happy with the new direction. I had some great conversations with Rick Bonus. 
Fast forward to December after a great start for the team and himself. I think that's underlying shots at former head coach Paul Maurice mm-hmm. and how happy he is on on being more challenged and being, you know, this and that Absolutely. And, and everything else. And fast forward three months later, and everything you said after a crushing loss contradicts what your head coach was asking of you for the past month. There is a clear disconnect with your star number one center and the third head coach. Yeah. And there's not much more we can go around this with. No, that's exactly what There is a clear disconnect between your star number one center and your third head coach whom you bestowed those glowing comments about three months ago. Now, he's not the only one. But he leads this team. He is the face of this team with Connor Hellebuck. Josh Morrissey's coming to the forefront of that face of the team. But this is his team. I said this earlier this week. And this is the disconnect he has. And this is why a lot of this isn't working the past three months. I He uh, is, it's, sorry to keep going. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. There, is, there is something about his, I don't know if stubbornness is the right word, but he has a concept in his head on what kind of a player he needs to be to help this team win games. I think he's also surrounded by people who consistently confirm all, that. It's all offense. Yes. Yeah. It's all offense. He has it in his mind and has for a couple of seasons now through three different head coaches that in order for him to help this team be successful, he needs to score more. And he needs to play defense. And he needs to play with heart. And he needs to play with passion. And if he does that, he will be the player I think he wants to be. And this is just my opinion. Mm -hmm. But this disconnect with the coach that you spoke glowingly of while taking shots at your former one is killing this team. Yeah. It's sewering them, Jim. So you have guys like DeMello and Brendan Dillon. Uh, Blake, Blake Wheeler went one-on-one with Paul Edmonds on Saturday before the Kings, and during that interview spoke about, I'm not talking about the rest of the season, I'm not talking about playoffs, I'm focused on game per game, but he was eloquent in what he was saying. Um, Kyle Connor faced the music after it. It, we can go back around this and say, why doesn't he speak? Why doesn't he do this? Why doesn't he do that? The root of the problem is none of us talking here right now or listening can fix any of it. It's a disconnect between the head coach, the system, and your star number one center. How, how does it go so wrong so quickly? How, how do we get to this point? It's This is it, the it was other part of it. I mean, there's a reason why he was sat, Jim. It was leading – Rick Bonus is not the kind of guy – this has been something that's been coming for months – that it led to him know, to get Cam, to that like, point. I don't, I don't know. I haven't spoken to Mark personally in over three or four years. When I did, he's a guy who cares. He's a guy who um, loves hockey. He's a hockey nerd and stuff. I don't know the disconnect between offensive hockey and defensive hockey and leadership with him. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is me speaking from having not spoken to him, other than when he joined us in the summer, to which he was extremely open and honest and direct. But there is is something that, and maybe it's Adam Oates, the coach, I don't know. But for whatever reason, there's not been a head coach or a system that has come in other than the first three months of this season that has gotten to Mark Shifley that defense will lead to offense. But how do we go? How do how do we get? And and listen, I, you know, Kyle Connor was not fantastic. Pierre Luc Dubois, they were not fantastic. I mean, I think they had one high danger chance 
uh, throughout the entire game. I think Blake Wheeler, I'm not even sure Mark Scheifele even had one. Um, but but Casey had four shots, four misses, four times missed the net, and he had four shots that were blocked. So, so, that, here, so that tells me he's shooting the puck. Well, here That's but, what the coach wants him to do, he's he, shooting the puck. After the Kings game, he didn't have a shot on net, and it was his second game in three that he hadn't registered a shot in net. Yesterday, he went two periods without a shot on net. He ended with three. They were all in the third period. And I would assume something was said in between that intermission because he played a lot better in that third period, Yeah, in my opinion. But, I mean, it's got to be frustrating for everybody involved, and I don't know what it is, but that what we heard last night is a clear disconnect from what your coach is asking you to do. Yeah, it's, it's something, something isn't working. There's something that's that's not there. And so we focused a lot on Pierre-Luc Dubois' last shift in Columbus, and rightfully so, and looked at what he may or may not do whenever he would not be happy or happy with this team. He's had his poor games like everybody else on this team this year, and he's had a, some poor games the last month as well. But I do not look at that last shift in Columbus and judge Pierre-Luc Dubois on it like I did when I first saw it and wondered what he would be like as a Winnipeg Jet. I think he's more than proved that that shift in Columbus is not the player he is. Mm -hmm. That shift in the second period for Mark Shifley is defining who he is. Yeah, Because that lack of effort to lose the puck in your own end and to simply follow a guy who took it from you until it goes in the back of your net is kind of who he's become. And so my point of bringing up the Dubois one is, is he's got seven games here to change the narrative. I, but the reason why I'm stunned over the game last night is I thought he would change the narrative last I night. I thought that he had more pride. And which is the word exa- pride. That's exactly. And, that, and, I'm, and I'm using that word only, only because Bonus used it. Because yeah. I don't feel like I have a right to say that. For, for a player that plays in the National Hockey League. I don't feel like I have the right to say that. But when your head coach says something like that, and we all know exactly who he was talking about last night, when he uses the word pride, sometimes pride, personal pride has to step in. And you have to realize that you're out there embarrassing yourself on the ice. Well, I, I mean, I don't think it's like the, the Dubois shift, I'm going to embarrass myself, because that was a clear and uh, unapologetic uh, lack of effort shift. And again, like I said, I've seen enough of Pierre-Luc Dubois since that shift that speaks to he probably wouldn't I he probably would never take a shift like that again, no matter how unhappy he was with an organization. Yeah. But the problem is, is I don't think Mark Shifley purposely played like that that shift. My point is I think that's how he plays. And to try and get but, more but, out of him is is unbelievably frustrating this is for who, the head coach this because is who he's, he's become. Pride. And I will bring up pride this because I've been doing it for yeah. a month. This team needs a guy like him to come over the boards with some pride and go, I'll be the difference maker. This is who Mark Shifley has become. This is who he's become. Adam Lowry come over the, comes over the board the last three weeks and says, I'll be the difference maker. They Josh need- Morrissey at points in this season has said, I will be the difference maker and come over the boards and done something. Which player not named Hellebuck could potentially have the most impact on how this team does over the next seven games? It's Mark Shifley. It's Mark Shifley. This is his team. He was the guy that was drafted. He was out there when the name or the name of this team was reannounced so, in St. Paul. There's got to be pride here. He was on this air telling us how much this 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 club and this franchise meant to him. And I know and I know that this has come back to the focus on him too, and rightfully so. I do believe this criticism is well warranted and overdue, but it's not just him. There's some other guys 
that need to find some pride, which is the worst thing you can say, not only to a hockey player, I think, is to most people, if you have no pride in yourself on how you play or how you perform in something. But for hockey players, it's a very damning thing for a coach to say, especially at this time of the year. But there's a couple other guys in there that the next seven weeks could define how their Winnipeg Jets tenure is remembered. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.